Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today is going to be another entry in the Chronicles of Carlos Maza. You see, he's just released a new video, and if you had any doubt before that he was a far-left extremist, you won't after this. Don't eat the rich. Don't eat the rich. Don't eat the rich. A revolution against the ruling class because he knows which side of the revolution he would be on. I would be so banned and blacklisted if I tried to say the things he did, but from a right-wing perspective, even, even assuming they're jokes. But of course, because he's a progressive, he just gets a flattering write-up in The Verge. Just super awesome, consistent standards our society has. And before we start ranting about that socialist, because we are capitalists over here on this show, I first have a message from our awesome sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast-to-order their coffees for you after you place an order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. All Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties, and they also have mini roasts available for purchase in single-serve coffee rounds. And in case there's any doubt about how loved Black Rifle Coffee Company is in this house, note that we get the 50-pack. And the best way to enjoy this freedom-filled coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. You choose the amount and the blends that you crave, and they offer it to you at a special discounted price, shipped free directly to your home or office every month. So wake up to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren. Enter the discount code Lauren and you'll receive 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including Black Rifle Coffee Club. So for anyone who needs a refresher on the situation, Carlos Maza came onto a lot of people's radars when last summer he made a big ol' stink about YouTube apparently not protecting LGBT creators. And he went on this whole social media tirade about how he was facing awful, terrible, just feelings hurting harassment from one YouTube in particular, and that YouTuber was actually Blaze TV's own Steven Crowder. Small world, right? Crowder's crime, the harassment he had subjected him to, among other things, uh, he called him a lispy queer, I think, was the insult that was making the rounds, which is confusing. Why that would be upsetting, because I thought we could say queer again. Kind of like how it's also now okay and actually the preferred term to call someone a person of color. I don't know, the, the euphemism treadmill is confusing. But apparently he really didn't like that, so he rallied up an online mob to put pressure on the corporate overlords at YouTube who did end up caving and demonetizing Crowder's channel, as well as end up causing a whole lot of new problems for really all the other creators on the platform with some new strict anti-harassment measures. By the way, for the purposes of said policies, I do feel inclined to state that neither this episode nor any other content under the umbrella of Blaze TV and or its affiliates is intended to cause any form of harassment or distress to its subjects. This show condemns any and all forms of bullying and viewers are strongly cautioned against contacting any figures referenced hereunder. So eventually, Maza just went almost scorched earth and was calling out everybody, YouTube, the media, his employers kind of for not helping him enough, not censoring the people he wanted to be censored enough. He ended up getting let go from his position at Vox, long story short, only to emerge a few months later rebranded as a YouTuber, like some terrible socialist butterfly. So yeah, now Maza is dependent on the platform he previously trashed so hard, and I mean, frankly, he's, he's still 
trashing them pretty hard, but we did a segment a few weeks back going over his whole announcement video. The update we have for you folks today is that Mazza has released his first real YouTube video, which is simply titled, What the Hell is Too Far Left? Spoiler, in his opinion, nothing. Nothing is too far left. For the first time in forever, we have not one, but two left-wing populists who are viable candidates to be president. More importantly, both of them have built their campaigns on this revolutionary idea that the ultra-wealthy shouldn't be in charge. Whether it's healthcare or banking or climate change, both mom and dad start from the premise that corporate interests are usually at odds with the public interest, and that the function of the state is to take power away from the ultra-wealthy and give it back to the working class. That's a pretty big idea. One that like fundamentally challenges the way our economy has worked for a while. Carlos Maza is a full-on socialist. He is. We're not just talking about someone who, oh, wants a social safety net and ooh, maybe some well-funded public schools. No, he is a literal, actual socialist. You know, socialism, that ideology that is responsible for the deaths of millions of people and the misery of countless more. That one? Yeah, he, he's on board with that. He's like, oh yeah, Venezuela, Cuba, the Soviet Union. I want, I want me some of that. Those are good times. Let's bring that over here. And I bring this up and really his whole video and just him as a person because it represents how far left the Overton window has shifted. Someone like Carlos Maza, someone like Bernie Sanders, they are ideological extremists. But in 2020, no one seems to bat an eye when they come out spewing their socialist rhetoric. Do you think it would have been totally cool, A-OK, -okay, to have an openly socialist presidential hopeful or media personality 30 years ago? Probably not. Carlos Maza says that the ultra-wealthy shouldn't be in charge of everything, which is something that I fully agree with. That's the populist position, and I am a proud populist. But instead of trying to dethrone the elites by decentralizing power, which is what right-wing populists want, he instead wants to give all the power to the state. Which, if you know anything about history or... I mean, even current events, actually, that does not give more power to the people or get rid of the ruling elite class. Socialists tend to think that the state or the government is just another word for the people. But it's not. You're living in unicorn land, if you believe that. If you give the state control, instead of millionaires and billionaires having all the power, you have party members holding all the power who, incidentally, because they now have all the power, also turn out to be millionaires and billionaires. I mean, just look at the leaders of Cuba and Venezuela. They don't seem to be living a very working class lifestyle. And I often hear people say that, sure, socialism sounds great in theory, even though in practice it fails terribly, but it's like, no, even in theory, socialism sounds terrifying. Maza believes the function of the state is to take and redistribute resources, power, money, property, whatever they want as they see fit. That is a fundamentally authoritarian viewpoint. Property is a human right. That type of thinking, that socialist mentality, that's what leads to, oh, you don't want to relinquish your business, property, savings, income, and or labor? Well then, up against the wall, I guess. No, are you, are you kidding? This is extremist propaganda. This is the guy who cried about Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder putting radical or extreme content on YouTube, turning around and putting actual radical and extreme content on YouTube. We have a lot more to talk about, oh boy, 
a lot more. But first, I want to tell you guys about Brickhouse Nutrition. With all the talk about coronavirus, people have stopped talking about the flu, which has killed 16,000 and hospitalized over a quarter million people in the US, and the season isn't even over. One of the best ways to avoid getting sick is a healthy immune system, which is why you can fortify your body every day with Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables, which boosts energy and supports a healthy immune system. Doctors agree a diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of heart disease, plus Field of Greens is prebiotic, probiotic, and a great source of vitamins, fiber, and other nutrients. Just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir, and you're done. Right now, you can save 15% off your first order with the offer code Lauren at BrickHouseLauren.com. That's BrickHouseLauren.com. Subscribe today and save an extra 10% every month. This virus season, turn your immune system into a brick house with Field of Greens. That's BrickHouseLauren.com, BrickHouseLauren.com. The defining question of the Democratic primary hasn't been about values or goals. It's been about electability. Democrats are blowing this election. Bernie Sanders is a risk we can't run. Elizabeth Warren wants to lose your vote. I made cynicism my entire personality. I agree with Maza that so far, the Democratic primary hasn't really been about values, but he's wrong in saying that it hasn't been about goals. Okay, the Democrats have a very clear goal, one they've had for almost the past four years now, and that's getting Donald Trump out of office. And even though Maza is poo-pooing the concept of electability, pretty much throughout this entire video, the idea that you shouldn't pick a candidate who only excites your most dedicated and, frankly, fringe activists, but totally alienates the average voter, especially the average swing voter, that that's not milquetoast fence-sitting. That's, that's just strategy. What's the point of choosing your party's candidate if not to eventually win the general election. And I know some people, especially my more liberal viewers maybe, who, by the way, I wanna thank for watching this. I really appreciate it. They might be thinking, well, what about Trump? He's an extremist, but he still won the Republican candidacy and the general election. See, the thing is, as extreme as Trump's rhetoric, his style and his personality may sometimes be, I grant you that, his policies, are not. Securing the border, lowering business regulations and taxes, fighting for better trade deals, those policies in and of themselves are not extreme, okay? Some of them even used to be bipartisan. They only seem extreme now to some people because by comparison, the left has moved so much further left in recent years. And that's not just me, a right-winger, saying that. Numerous studies have confirmed it. The only reason someone like Carlos Maza thinks someone like Steven Crowder, whose views are well within mainstream conservatism is some awful right-wing bigot is because he's so far left that the communist wannabe revolutionary in his videos is actually the good guy. Are you seriously getting spooked by the lizard people on cable news? They're paid to be dumb. But what they're saying isn't dumb, okay? This isn't a left-wing country. Says who? You don't know what motivates people until you give them a chance to vote for it. If you're constantly worried about losing the establishment, you'll never give voters a chance to throw them out. That's not how politics works, okay? You can't just make something realistic by asserting that it is. That's exactly how it works. The New Deal, the Civil Rights Act, gay marriage, everything cool we have ever done seemed too far left at the time. And then suddenly, it wasn't. But Obama says that we should- uh, Who the f cares what Obama says. Just because your heroes got rich and scared doesn't mean you have to. Can you imagine how mad people would be if I had, like, a Mussolini character on the show who would always be painted as the voice of reason and morality? I mean, I, I don't even want to joke about it because I would be so screwed. But for some reason, when it's leftist extremism, 
everyone ignores it. There's this assumption in the media that America is a center-right country. But is that actually true? If you look at the big progressive ideas on the left, tax the rich, Medicare for all, free college, break up the banks, they all poll pretty well. And it's not just specific policies either. A study of public opinion in 2018 found that we're the most friendly towards government regulation, higher taxes, and government programs that we've been in 60 years. Sorry, grandma. We're communists now. Plus this whole idea of losing moderates is weird. Nobody really knows what moderates are. Independent and swing voters are kind of all over the place politically. So the thing about polls and people in general, I guess, is that they're kind of slippery. Like sure, you can say, oh, most people want free healthcare and free college, so let's just do that. But according to the data, it's actually not that simple. You see, as most of us learn when we get an allowance for the first time, or as socialists learn when they're starving because they've run out of zoo animals to eat, nothing in this world is free. There's no such thing as free college or free healthcare, only taxpayer-funded college and taxpayer-funded healthcare. So if you ask people, hey, do you want free healthcare? Yeah, they're gonna say yes. But when you tell them about the costs associated with that, and there are costs, they're a whole lot more skeptical. As one poll from the nonpartisan Kaiser Family Foundation found, Americans initially support Medicare for all 56% to 42%. However, support increased when people were told Medicare for all would guarantee health insurance as a right. 71% and eliminate premiums and reduce out-of-pocket costs, 67%. But if they were told that a government-run system could lead to delays in getting care or higher taxes, support plunged to 26% and 37% respectively. Carlos Maza paints this issue as, oh, we'll just tax the rich. Everyone wants to tax the rich. The rich suck, let's just tax them. But the thing is, it wouldn't just be the rich paying for these plans. Even Bernie Sanders himself admits it wouldn't just be millionaires and billionaires who need to pay more into the system to make this work. As I mentioned in one of the videos I did with FreedomWorks about this, you could tax all individuals making over $204,000 per year at 100% and still not have enough money to pay for Medicare for all. There just, there aren't enough rich people in the entire country to pay for something that expensive. Funding Medicare for all would require tax increases on middle-income Americans, a huge spike in the national debt, or more likely, both. The countries who do have taxpayer-funded healthcare like the UK and Canada, first off, they don't cover everything that Bernie Sanders wants to cover because even they don't go that far. What Bernie Sanders is suggesting is way more out there and expensive than what even the UK or Canada would ever dream of. And second, even with their smaller scale plans that don't cover nearly everything that Bernie Sanders wants to in his Medicare for All proposal, those countries still already have much higher taxes and costs of living than the US. They also have much higher rates of personal debt than America does. There is no such thing as free. Somehow you will pay. Literally no one thinks that the current U.S. healthcare system, which the Democrats put in place, by the way, I feel like people just forget about that. No one thinks that it's working. All right, costs are way too high and they need to come down. Something needs to be done to address that. But that doesn't mean that the answer is just to go full-on socialist and further left than either the U.K. or Canada. Even Canada and the U.K. know that free college isn't going to work. In fact, the U.K. used to have taxpayer-funded college, but they had to scrap it. Turns out it wasn't such a great idea. Now in the next part of the video, Maza takes on the establishment media for being biased, which I think is great because they totally are. But what's weird is that his problem with them 
is that they're not far left enough. After Bernie won the most votes in Iowa, Chris Matthews had a meltdown on live TV. I have my own views of the word socialist. I remember the Cold War. I believe if the Reds had won the Cold War, there would have been executions in Central Park, and I might have been one of the ones getting executed. To be clear, Matthews is a paranoid weirdo with a bad case of brain worms. But all he's doing here is saying the quiet part out loud. He's not worried about Sanders because Sanders is too far left. He's worried about Sanders because he knows which side of the revolution he would be on. When Rachel Maddow spends night after night on Russian interference, or CNN loses its mind over another Trump tweet, it creates the illusion of progressive thought without challenging the everyday exploitation that corporate capitalism enacts on the working class. The media is biased, okay? That's just, that's fact at this point. But in the media's defense, which is something that I don't think I've ever said, I don't think that not being progressive enough is a problem that they have. That's that's actually one of the few problems I'd say they don't have. Maza is just so far left that he's actually arguing that either you put an avowed socialist on your network or you're just a bunch of corporate bootlickers. And I love how he paints not wanting to be on the wrong side of the socialist revolution as like a bad, corrupt, or selfish thing. But I mean, if there's a group of people socialists who are saying, yeah, let's start a revolution. Let's seize your assets, what you've earned, what you've worked for. I don't think you need to be a millionaire to say, no, screw off. Never mind the fact that those systems just end up plunging everyone into poverty. But I mean, even just conceptually, not wanting the government to take your earnings and or property does not make you greedy. Just like wanting the government to take other people's property does not make you benevolent. I am scared. Okay? I am scared. So am I. We all are. We're going up against the final boss. It's supposed to be scary. Fighting for a better world is scary. What if we're wrong about this? Then we'll find out for ourselves. But I'm not taking orders from the monkeys on MSNBC anymore. And what if we lose? What if we win? Seriously, what if we win? You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Well, that was uncomfortable and vaguely homoerotic, but I think it drives home the point that Carlos Maza isn't joking about all this socialist revolution stuff. These really are his beliefs, and I think it's important to highlight this extremism because A, the far left is absolutely growing, and if you don't want to end up on the Maduro starvation diet, that's a problem. And B, inevitably, Maza is going to go after conservatives, smearing them in all kinds of ways like he did last summer. When he does, before anyone runs to believe his ability to identify right-wing extremism, just remember, he is every bit the scary radical that he's claiming other people are. He actually accused CNN of being right-leaning when he was back at Vox. So, yeah. Anyways, that's pretty much all I have to say, but as always, I would love to hear what you guys think. Do you think Maza will be embraced by left-wing YouTube or BreadTube, or is he ironically too corporate? And is America heading for socialism in 2020? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.